After months of speculation, months of hoping, months of praying, the Chicago Bears finally got their pass rusher. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Bears is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, and the same is true for your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. On the show today... We break down new Bears pass rusher Yannick Ngakwe, how long we've been waiting for it, where he fits on this team, how big the need was, and the kind of ripple effect it can have on so many other players, not only at defensive end, on the defensive line, across the defense, but really across the roster. And we'll kind of look then to where this leaves the team from here. What what do they still need? Is everything all set then? Is this the last missing piece and where the direction kind of goes for the rest of training camp and into the preseason. If you want even more Yannick Ngakwe analysis beyond this podcast, then you need to join the Locked on Bears subtext group because I'm putting together a all-22 film breakdown of Yannick Ngakwe, looking at the all-22 from his time with the Indianapolis Colts, and the video won't be posted to YouTube. It's only available for members of our subtext group. The URL is joinsubtext.com slash LockedOnBears. It's $4.99 a month, and it gives you, first of all, exclusive SMS text message access to me. You can text me questions, you can text me comments, anything you need about the Chicago Bears, it is a direct line to me. But with that access to me, you also get access to the subtext group, which has all 22 film of every Chicago Bears game exclusive all 22 film video breakdowns plus data and charting on Justin Fields, DJ Moore, the Bears defense in coverage, the Bears receivers running routes, the Bears running backs run concepts and so much more. Join subtext.com/lockedonbears for that exclusive in-depth Bears extra analysis. But the podcast remains free and available five days a week, free on all platforms. And that's where we're going to break down Yannick Ngakwe right now. This is a huge signing for the Chicago Bears, a move that I don't think you can overstate how important or how critical this should be for this defense. Because we know, and we have talked really throughout the offseason, about how big of a need pass rush was, and maybe still is, we'll talk about that in a bit, on this defensive line. That Despite Ryan Poles going out, and spending free agent dollars on Demarcus Walker and, to a lesser extent, Rasheem Green at defensive end and bringing in Andrew Billings in the nose tackle and drafting three defensive tackles on the interior, this was still a defensive line that, on paper, 
was the worst in the NFL. Not a lot of consistent, proven talent. We've seen a few guys with a few peaks. You know, Travis Gibson had a seven-sack season. Walker's coming off a seven-sack season. A couple of guys have had a couple of spikes here and there. But even at their best, this was not forming a, a, a quality pass rush in particular. In comes Yannick Ngakwe, who has been a 10-sack guy each of the last few seasons, and has certainly hovered around 10 sacks for the vast majority of his career. He started rookie year, he had eight, then 12, nine and a half, eight, eight, 10, nine and a half. This guy is always finding ways to get to the quarterback, regardless of what team he's on. He hasn't played for Matt Eberflus specifically, even though he spent time with the Colts. That was just last season, the year, of course, Matt Eberflus was with the Chicago Bears. But two years ago, 2021, he was with the Las Vegas Raiders, and his defensive line coach with the Raiders is the Bears' current defensive line coach. So there is some coaching staff familiarity with him, and I also think there's some schematic similarities as well to some of the things he dealt with in Jacksonville, and he was with Minnesota for a little while too in a somewhat similar situation. So I think there's it's not going to be difficult for someone like Yannick Ngakwe to come into Chicago and with plenty of training camp left. I mean, he missed, what, two padded practices I'm assuming with the signing, you know, he's still going to come to Chicago this weekend, go through the physical and all that stuff, and maybe he won't be up to full speed and practicing until next week. But, right, it's not like he he's missing a huge chunk of training camp or the preseason to where it's going to be tough for him to get up to speed by week one. Like, to some extent, uh, you're a defensive end in this scheme. You're rushing the passer. You're trying to stop the run, right? You're not getting asked to drop back in coverage. You got to know, like, certain responsibilities and stuff, but I think it'll be a fairly quick acclimation process for him, especially if we can correctly assume that he's been staying in really good football shape and has been ready to go and just waiting for the right opportunity, waiting for the right price, perhaps from the right team. The Bears giving him what I think a $10.5 million contract with $10 million guaranteed, almost fully guaranteed. But like we talked about that a little bit in the lead up to training camp, like you need a pass rusher. If it's a one-year deal, who cares how much you're paying this guy, right? You're not hurting yourself financially. You're not limiting your financial flexibility beyond this season anyway. And the Bears were sitting there with the most cap space of any team in the NFL. I think they were at around $28 million. So this still puts them with about $18 million in cap space. Like they'll still be just fine. They had the money to invest in this position to guarantee a bunch of money to this player. And that even if for some reason it doesn't work out with Ngakwe, they're fine financially. They're not locked into a multi-year thing where they're tied to him long-term. But at the same time, you know, he's only 28. And if he comes to Chicago and has a strong season and the coaching staff feels familiar for like grows comfortable with him, he could be a guy who becomes a longer-term piece and a longer fit in this team. Although it's worth noting, he's this will be his fifth team in the last four years. So he has not been a guy that sticks around in one spot. And I think there's a reason for that. There's also a reason... He was available as a free agent throughout this process and didn't sign super early and came to the Bears on a one-year deal in August instead of a multi-year deal in March. We'll look at how Ngakwe fits into this Bears defense, the, the effect that has on other players on this roster, and a little bit of why he was still available at this point of the game next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at Underdog Fantasy. 
August is here, and you know what that means. The official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. If you want to get ready for your home league, you need to try out the best ball tournament at Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, and then Underdog sets your best lineup every week. There's no waivers, there's no trades, there's no remembering to set your lineups. They take your best players each week and see how good your team can do. You try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, and you're going to have a chance to win literally up to $15 million in total prizes up for grabs. It's the largest fantasy football contest of all time. And the winner gets $3 million. I'm not exaggerating. $3 million for the winner. And last year, the winner drafted their team in July. So there's no need to wait around. Now's the time to get on it. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with our promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. Ngakwe's effect on this Bears team, I think goes far beyond the eight plus sacks we're instantly expecting from him. Like he's never had fewer than eight sacks in a season. So that's, that becomes, and he's been in the league for Eight seasons, it looks like. So that becomes the baseline expectation is he should come in here and be a minimum eight sack guy. And his career best is 12. So that's kind of the range we might expect. That was the one year he made the Pro Bowl in 2017. An eight to 12 sack guy is already a high impact player as a pass rusher. But I think the wider impact there is is how he then makes everyone else's job easier and also gives the Bears more flexibility with some of their other versatile players. That when you look at this Bears defensive line and you plug Ngakwe kind of into this depth chart, for example, he, you know, obviously he comes in essentially as a starter opposite Demarcus Walker. We know that Ngakwe is not strong in run defense. You, you could probably go as far to say bad in run defense. We can nitpick on how bad and, and how much of a liability he is in that way, but like he has throughout his career consistently struggled at times in the running game. It's why. Some people didn't think the Bears would go for Ngakwe because they want their their defensive ends to be effective in the running game in addition to the passing game. With the Bears, I think you're desperate enough for a pass rusher and you have enough defensive end depth that you're you're okay with him struggling in the running game because he's so valuable as a pass rusher that A, he doesn't need to be out on the field in base defense that much. You know, in, in an obvious rushing situation, certainly, you know, goal line situations. Uh, when the offense is in super heavy personnel, right, or or da- short down and distance situations, no reason to have them on the field. Like, sure, they might pass in that situation, but you'll take your odds that they're either going to run or if they do pass, you got other guys that can rush the pass or they're just not as good as Ngakwe. But Ngakwe is going to be out there, you know, every time a team spreads it out or any kind of long down and distance situation, obvious passing situations, you want Ngakwe out there. I think it's still going to be a little bit of a rotation in that regard, but he is going to feel like a starter in terms of the snaps. Like you're paying him $10 million guaranteed this season. You're going to get him on the field quite a bit. It's just not going to be every down and you're going to prioritize passing downs versus rushing downs for him. And that's going to then leave, you know, Travis Gibson can play, come in and play more running plays and Rasheem Green can come in and play more running plays. And, you know, you end up being able to utilize your depth a little bit more in that regard. It's also important to keep in mind too, that when you get into those passing situations, when Ngakwe is on the field, you can move your defensive linemen around a little bit. We saw last year in Tennessee, the majority of DeMarcus Walker's sacks and overall pass rush production came at the defensive tackle spot, came as a three-technique defensive tackle. And so with Ngakwe, you can bring Ngakwe in a defensive end, 
move Walker inside to defensive tackle, maybe with Justin Jones to have a pass rush group or with Javon Dexter or Zach Pickens or whoever, and then bring in Travis Gibson as another edge rusher or Rasheem Green as another edge rusher or Dominique Robinson and have a, a defensive line of Ngakwe and Robinson and Walker and Green. You could go four defensive ends because some of your multiple defensive ends have played defensive tackle before in this game. You can have that kind of NASCAR package that I think of like the mid-2010s New York Giants. Or you can have Justin Jones as your only defensive, ta- your only true defensive tackle in there. You have a lot of different things you can do with these guys. And having Ngakwe as your sort of like number one premier pass rusher allows you to have more faith and more comfort in moving Walker around. Because I think prior to Ngakwe, like Walker was kind of your number one pass rusher. You know, he had seven sacks last season, was brought in as the bigger free agent of the group. Travis Gibson struggled last year. We're not sure exactly what we're going to get from Gibson. So Walker was kind of pass rusher one. So you weren't sure like in passing situations, how much would you feel comfortable kicking him inside and having, you know, Gibson and Robinson as your two edge rushers there? Like, they're, they're ascending young players, but not guys that you want to rely on to be your lead pass rushers in those kind of situations. But like with Ngakwe, it lets you move those guys around even a little bit more and start to unlock more of that versatility and get better players on the field. Assuming then Ngakwe lifts the level of pass rush for this team, that's going to make the linebackers jobs more easily, certainly in coverage and, and the cornerbacks and safeties, right? Those guys are not going to have to cover quite as long because a guy like Ngakwe can fairly consistently generate pressure and convert that pressure into sacks. I don't want to overhype how good Ngakwe is. I think on the grand spectrum of pass rushers, he's he's been he's been good at converting pass rushes into sacks, but his pass rush pass rush win rate and his pressure percentages have not been out of this world. He's a very good pass rusher. He's better than any player the Bears have right now. Instantly is the best one on the roster. But there's also the reason, right? that he was available up to this point. I think teams recognize that he is a liability at times in in the running game, and that's hard to invest a long-term multi-year contract into a guy. If you feel like, you know, if teams run towards him, they're gonna, the offensive linemen are going to be able to push him off the spot and not going to be able to contain as well. He's not much of a playmaker in the running game, misses some tackles in that regard, and that's that's a very real knock on his game. And I also think teams are analytically adept enough now to not just look at sack numbers. Again, his sack numbers have been super consistent, and that's a sign of him being a very good pass rusher. But when you dig a little deeper into his pass pass rush win rate and his pressure percentages, they're not quite as high as you would expect for his sack numbers. And so I think teams recognize like, hey, wait a minute, he might not be as, you know, if you're nitpicking between pass rushers, he might not be as valuable as some of the other pass rushers that might have similar sack numbers just in terms of the overall down-to-down consistency. But it is important to remember, too, he's only 28. Like, he's in his prime right now. He is not a 34-year-old Justin Houston or a 34-year-old Ingram where you're not sure when they're going to start dropping off and if they're gonna if you're going to get their full-quality player this year. Like, Ngakwe is still in his prime. We should expect the same level Ngakwe we've seen throughout the majority of his career up to this point. And it is a massive, important upgrade for your Chicago Bears defensive line. It's a great addition at a big position of need, and it kind of leaves you feeling like, all right, like they finally addressed that big hole in a very meaningful, substantial way. So now what? Is the roster set? Like, good to go? Nothing else needed? No no more changes? I don't know if it's quite that simple, but that might end up being the reality. We'll kind of look at where things stand now and where they might go from here next on Locked on Bears. 
Yannick Ngakwe is certainly an upgrade at the Bears' biggest position of need. I don't know that he single-handedly solves all of the pass rush concerns, but I do think he will likely be the Bears' sole answer or response to the pass rush concerns. If I were Bears GM, I sure would consider adding another pass rusher. You've got the salary cap space because that's like that's kind of the other point here is that like they go from 28 down to probably about 18 ish, give or take, because we don't have all the numbers and all the details and all the contracts. $18 million is still plenty of cap space to go hand out a second Yannick Ngakwe contract. You could give out another $10 million contract and still have almost $10 million still in salary cap space in case of emergency, right? In case of a trade, in case you need to sign somebody during a season because of an injury or whatever. You can never have too many good pass rushers. And I would still consider someone like a Justin Houston. Uh, certainly if a Jadavian Clowney was interested, maybe a Melvin Ingram or bring back a Robert Quinn, somebody like that. Just go get another pass rusher. But why, why not? Like, sure, you want to give DeMarcus Walker playing time. You just signed him to a big contract. You want to give Travis Gibson and Dominic Robinson playing time. They're young and developing and growing and need more playing time. I do get that. But play them all. You know what I mean? Rotate them. Get them their playing time when they can, but also you also want to have a good pass rush. Like we're a little bit past some of the point of just like playing guys just to develop them and not caring enough about winning. Like you can start to win now. It gets okay. The tanking thing is done. You want to put a really good defense around Justin Fields to help this team start to have success and help Justin Fields have more success and the pass rush will go a long way towards doing that. And why not still add another pass rusher to this group? You could still play Demarcus Walker more on the interior as well and rotate him in there. You can find playing time for these guys. You can just keep like an eight-man deep rotation. We saw the Philadelphia Eagles really master this last season and, and show like, hey, there's no such thing as too many good defensive linemen. It just keeps everybody fresh and can kind of help make everyone's job easier. No one's going to be under too much individual pressure to be the one guy. Because now if you're an offensive line, you're double teaming Yannick Ngakwe and you're daring Travis Gibson, Dominique Robinson, Rasheem Green to to win one-on-one pass rushes, right? Like, not that you're going to double Ngakwe literally every single time, but if you're going to focus, you're going to slide your protection one direction or you're going to do some sort of focus of your protection scheme, you're going to focus on the guy who's had 10 sacks, you know, the, the 8 to 12 sack of your guy on one side and not focus as much on the other guy. So it's going to be easier matchups then for all those guys to try and take advantage of. But imagine if you added a, a Justin Houston too, another guy with 10 sack potential. And you got two 10 sack guys on each side. Like where's, I'm not seeing much of a downside in that besides, okay, maybe cutting into player development, but uh, to some extent, player development, development, you know, I mean, they're still going to get time on the field. It would just be slightly less time on the field. They'll still develop with that time they get on the field and they'll have a better defense and a better pass rush as a whole. Because kind of beyond that, you know, look at this Bears roster and go, okay, 18 million in salary cap space. Where do you spend it? Well, maybe a Darnell Mooney contract extension or a Jalen Johnson contract extension. But like you look across the board, offense, you know, you're not really going to sign another receiver at this point. You're feeling good about that group. Tight end's got some depth to it. The offensive line, you're feeling pretty good about. Sure, I, I would I would consider more offensive line depth, you know, a, another veteran tackle in there perhaps, or even another guard. Like, sure, you can never have too much offensive line depth, but, you know, you're set at running back, your backup quarterback situation has depth. And you, like, and you go across the defense too, like outside of another pass rusher, certainly you're feeling pretty good about your linebackers with all the money they spent there. You know, may, they got a veteran backup. They got a rookie backup. They got guys like in the lineup. Cornerback, you got a lot of great young players. Could you use a veteran with more experience to be a backup there? Maybe, but 
You got Stevenson versus Smith competing to start. You like the depth there. Kendall Vildor has some decent experience as a backup there. It's not like you're going to go out and spend big money uh, on a cornerback, but sure, maybe a veteran in there was just with a little bit more experience. But yeah, you're not really sitting here with with much else of a need besides maybe more pass rush to, to fill up that cap space. And yet I can't help but feel like, why not spend it? You know, it, the idea is like, well, you know, you can just roll over that cap space in the next offseason and use it then. But like, if you sign a guy to a one-year deal, you get that cap space back at the beginning of March when the league year starts. So like, it's kind of use it or lose it for this season because it, you either use it on a guy now or you just let that money go unspent and it's still there when you're done. So go sign somebody. Go get another pass rusher. Like, I don't know that there's a position on this roster where you wouldn't still take another player. You know, like, you don't need another wide receiver, but why not? You don't need another offensive lineman, but you got the cap space for it. Like, you can still sign players and still leave plenty of emergency money. Like, outside of, like, another backup quarterback, I don't know if there's a position on this roster. Why not sign another linebacker, some more linebacker depth? Sign another safety. Your backup safeties are both seventh-round picks. Wouldn't mind going out and getting a veteran there that if Eddie Jackson or Jaquan Brisker gets hurt, they're not putting a seventh round pick out on the field. You know, again, you're sitting on this cap space. Training camp is the time to go sign these players. Why not continue to go address this roster at spots where you feel like you can still upgrade this team in some way, shape or form, even if it isn't the big splash signing like an Ngakwe. And, you know, I've seen people concerned like, well, you know, you can't buy your way to a great defense in free agency. You know, typically... Spending a bunch of big money on free agents doesn't work. And the Bears went out and spent money on Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards and to a lesser extent Demarcus Walker and now a decent chunk of change on Yannick Ngakwe. Like, there are they relying too much on free agents to make this defense good? And I think I think my my response there is like this defense was so bad last season that you just need better players. That these these free agents are not all gonna pan out and are not all gonna be elite guys that are just great long-term fits for this team that excel at all times, but they're not going to be worse than what the Bears had last season on their defense. Like, this is just sort of getting them back to a base level. Like, I agree, like, free agents is not necessarily what's going to be able to take, like, a, a middle-of-the-pack defense and make them a number-one defense. Like, it takes more than just guys that are going to hit free agency. But free agents can absolutely boost the 32nd-ranked defense to the 20th or the 16th ranked defense in the NFL. Like that's, it's filling gaps and holes that were just otherwise unfilled because that's how Ryan Poles has approached this roster building. And he's been pretty straightforward and transparent about it from the start. Like they want to build and develop this team through the draft and then fill in the cracks in free agency while the drafted players still grow into their longer term peak roles here, right? Like they're not, the idea is not to necessarily have a bunch of big long-term contracts in free agency be the foundation of your team. Like Edmonds and Edwards are kind of the exception to that, but they're like the only exception to that really. And both those guys are really on like two-year guaranteed deals and with flexibility beyond that. So like the idea is that you sign in right now temporarily and Walker as sort of temporarily while Gibson and Robinson continue to develop and while Pickens and Jervon Dexter continue to develop. And, you know, like you've got all these young players in the secondary who are developing and growing. You've got young players on the offensive line developing and growing. Young wide receivers developing and growing. Like you've got young players at almost every, I think at literally every position across the board. Draft picks of Ryan Poles at wide receiver, offensive line. I guess not a tight end. That's the one place. But your tight ends are already, Cole Komet's locked in. You know, he's not old by any means. So tight end's a little bit of an exception there. But 
quarterback, you got a young quarterback, young running backs, young defensive linemen, a couple young linebackers, young cornerbacks, young safeties. Like they've got young drafted players at all these positions. That's the foundation. That's the future. Those are the guys who have to develop into the players that can make you a top five defense in the NFL. These free agents are here to kind of tide you over until those guys are ready, right? To, to kind of fill some of those cracks that those guys aren't just, they're just not all ready to instantly step in and be as consistent as they will be when they're fully developed and at their peak. So like that's where Ngakwe fits into this sort of free agents filling the holes kind of conversation, but he's a, he's a short-term mercenary here. This is not for now a long-term piece of this defense. It's like, Hey, we couldn't fill everything the way we wanted to. Let's patch this in with him and roll from there. And I think it's going to make a big difference in this bears team. Like legitimately I've been saying when I talk to, when I do other interviews and people ask like how many wins the bears are going to have, I've, I've been saying all along, like, if the Bears signed in Gakwe or Justin Houston, that bumps up my win total by one. That's worth a whole game because of how bad this pass rush is and how much of an upgrade somebody like Ngakwe should be for this defense. Like I've I've kind of been in the seven and ten range, and I think this like Ngakwe himself makes him an, an eight and nine team. Like he he's worth that one win bump up in terms of like logical prediction. Certainly the ceiling is much higher. The Bears could win more games if everything goes right, but my sort of realistic expectations is right around there. And I think he legitimately raises the expectations of wins by a full game just by bringing Ngakwe in. I don't think the analytics of like win shares and wins above replacement would quite qualify him as a full win worthy player, but I do analytically in my brain, my own personal unanalytic intuition says Ngakwe is worth almost a full win worth of boost to this defensive line and this defense as a whole. We'd love to hear what you're thinking about Yannick Ngakwe. Let us know in the comments on the Lockdown Bears YouTube channel. You could tweet us at Lockdown Bears. You could post in the Lockdown Bears Facebook group or give us a text in the Lockdown Bears subtext group because all the subtext group members are going to be getting an exclusive all 22 breakdown of Yannick Ngakwe, what he does so well as a pass rusher and where he struggles a little bit more in run defense. Join subtext.com slash Lockdown Bears. There's a link in the description of the podcast and the YouTube video. I also hope you'll be subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. That's the best way to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. I teased yesterday that we were going to talk to Robert Schmidt from the Bears blog about Bears media and stuff in general. We recorded that interview and I was planning on putting that out today. And then Yannick Ngakwe signed. And so I am pushing that back likely till Monday, but we are going to talk to Robert Schmidt. So looking forward to that. But Ngakwe was big news that we had to get to first. Lots of more goodies coming your way throughout training camp here on the Lockdown Bears podcast. So keep tuning in and keep coming on back for your next opportunity to bear down. <laughs>